Hi everybody, welcome back to God Guns and Prep, and today we have some great stuff for you. Oh man, do we have some fun times ahead of us today, guys. I'm Dax, your host, here with your co-host James. Hey guys, how you doing? And uh, today, we're going to get into a little bit about a bug out bag, kind of slash survival bag. Heaven help us. <laughs> yeah, so this could be a fun one. We have some items written down here. We would kind of write them down mostly so we just didn't leave stuff out. We usually don't write much at all down. Nope. We always <laughs> forget stuff. We kind of shoot from the hip sometimes. Sometimes? Um, a lot of, most of the time. Actually. Okay. Yeah, Thank we've you. had some episodes where we actually went in and did a lot of research and written some, written, wrote written, some, huh? <laughs> yeah, written. <laughs> I know you're redneck, but come on now. Yee yee. Yee yee. Like Mr. Uh, Dibbles there. Um, <laughs> but... I don't know for that, man. <laughs> Anyhow, so we'll get into it today. So I'm going to start off by saying some of the items in here we're going to go more in depth on of why we picked them and what we think their uses are. So my first item on the list completely, you know, other than the pack itself, right? Because you, know, you have to have the pack to make a bug out bag. Or a duffel bag, whatever you have. Anyhow, it was a tarp. Now, a tarp can be used for, I guess you could say, a multitude of different things. Mainly for shelter, if you needed it. It could help with that. Uh, you could collect things like rainwater with it. That's always helpful. Um, you can... You don't need water. No, not at all. No, not at all. Not in a desert like Utah. Um, the... The importance of shelter in any sort of situation where you are, let's say, on foot or trying to get from one place to another in bad situations, let's say, let's just go off the deep end here and say it's civil unrest going on outside your door. And you gotta get away. The only way is the mountains or whatever. First thing you grab is your bug out bag, you know. Um, Hopefully you've thought that through a little bit because they might find you next day dead because that's not the smartest thing to do. Not always. Um, the second thing I have, because obviously you want a way to get clean water to you, is a Life Straw water bottle. So you have the Life Straw itself where you have to stick your face in the river or whatever water source it is. I don't I don't personally like that one. I have the Life Straw water bottle, which isn't quite the worst Life Straw, but isn't quite the best Life Straw. They do have a Life Straw 2.0. I've heard that those are a lot better. Um, which I believe those are compatible with my water bottle as well. Um, and that gives me a way to, A, carry some water with me in that water bottle from a source I found and B it gives me a way to filter it so I can have some water so I won't get sick off of necessarily it'll keep me alive we'll say that uh, another thing is if you have a bug out bag you're likely going to have a gun that you have on you all the time or a bug out gun that you grab My so on here I wrote down two boxes of ammo for whatever gun you have we're actually going to say mags, okay? Mags is a better option. Because let's say you have a Glock 19, like like James, and it's always on you, and then 
Some bad happens, you grab your bug out bag, you run out the door, you realize you only have one mag with you. And let's say that mag fails and just bursts open. You know, because mags have actually been known to fail sometimes. It happens. Um, what are you going to do? <laughs> one shot it, baby! Woo! Well, knowing me... You probably would. You'd be like, one round in chamber, bang! Open, one round in chamber, bang! Yeah, that or find a stick and see if I can fix it to where... Because most of the time it's Some just the spring. Tape. Most of the time just spring wears out. So if that happens, get a little piece of wood. Yes, I'm redneck, I know. And put it underneath the spring so it lifts it up a little more. And then, um... We also have on here, oh, also, sorry, the, the other importance of extra mags is to help clear things like malfunctions. Um, a lot of people will just drop the mag entirely, slap the new one in, clear the malfunction, and hopefully by then it's ready to go. Um, another thing I have on here is paracord. Um... Or as the military calls it, 550 cord. That would be good for things like if you had to, say your pack ripped up, or, or, uh, and you need to fashion another one. You know, if you've ever been Boy Scouts, I'm sure they've had you fashion a pack before, using sticks and such. Um, I've had to. That was fun. Or you need to make a stretcher. You can help with that. Or... You need to you or you need to make the shelter with your tarp. Well, paracord will help you tie that up right. If you know how. If you know how, I definitely recommend doing some research in some survivalist stuff. There's some cool guys on YouTube that do it. Oh, what's his name? He was in the military. You know who I'm talking about? It was, it's like Corporal's Corner or something. That's like that. it. Yeah. But another one I like is. Uh... Joe Robinette. I, I don't think I've watched him. He he was on the third season of Alone. Oh, okay. He didn't win, but he was on the third season. So he's been on Alone. And so I've watched him for a long time. And he's he's actually really good. Because he'll, he'll actually show you how to build structures with nothing. Yeah. You know, not even a knife or whatever. Some You know, I've watched him where he... He took a rock and was like, ah! And he used a rock to build a structure. You're going, wouldn't it be better to bring a hammer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if a rock's all you got, I guess, you know? You know. It's like, but definitely do some research in, like, building shelters and stuff like that with what you have. Um, Corporal's Corner's a good one. What yeah. James just said is a great one, too. Um, I also recommend on here another item. A big lighter. A lot of survivalists out there go, man, my, my big lighter is one of the best tools I could have in my survival pack. I would say a lighter, yes, but don't depend on that. Um, I would have... I would actually have a ferro rod. Much rather have a ferro rod than a lighter. If a lighter gets wet, it's out of action until you dry it out. A ferro rod can get wet. It doesn't matter if it's even snowy. Blow it off a little bit, scrape it, and it'll go. 
Um, Definitely do some practice with ferro rods as well. Yeah. Because they're actually... My first time trying to use one to start a fire, I wasn't like camping or anything, but it was just one of those like Boy Scout activities we had actually. And I was actually the only one that could get a fire going with it in my whole troop, so... It's just, you know, they're not they're not hard to use. You know, it's... You know, you have one down there that I actually... I like, but I'm going to add to it. You have oh. a hatchet. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a hatchet. However, my hatchet is a roofing hatchet. It has a hammer head on the end of it. Those are nice, too, yeah. And the one I have is actually very old. It was It's hand-forged. So it's definitely sturdy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you look at it, and it's all wonk. It's not uniform. It's very, it's very hand-forged. Yep. But it's... It was it was made in the USA, probably nineteen fifties, maybe forties. But you know, something like that. It's a good hatchet and it's a hammer too. It's a hammer too? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what I didn't know that there was an actual roofing hammer or a roofing oh, yeah. hatchet. I didn't know. Because I and saw actually, it. a lot of roofers now don't use them anymore. They're not skilled enough to use them, or they've just never been taught. Yeah, I've met a couple of old school roofers that use them, and these guys, their skill level. A lot of people are like, "Oh, you're just a roofer. You don't know nothing." Uh, you ever seen one of these guys with a roofing hatchet? One of those old boys that don't give a crap if they're wearing a harness or whatever. They'll just straight up bust stuff out with it. They'll cut stuff out with it. That I watched one guy cut a board with it. Yeah, it'll go. Yeah, they because it well the the shingles used to be wood. They used to be wood shingles. In some cases, yeah. And so that's what, and so that was that what that was built for. Now they're tar. Now it's not. Now you can just take an exacto and cut it. But a lot of the newer roofer hatchets, they have a little blade on a them. little razor blade that'll pop out of the hatchet part yeah that you can just and slice the shingle with um or the hammer piece but it's i actually have one of those and it doesn't look anything like the one i have yeah i was like cool it's a hatchet and a hammer because i didn't know what it was i i paid 20 bucks for it yeah. and then i realized oh they're going for 60 new okay cool Yep. Um, we also have on here, I have a, a jacket and gloves. I'd say, so here's why I say a jacket and gloves. I was stuck in a situation once where James actually ended up coming to pick me up because I was able to get some service. Me and my two friends. One of my friends was driving my car. It was a 2014 Kia, I think. Kia Forte. I was just out riding in the middle of nowhere in Utah. And At the fuck crack of dawn. It was, it was like, like midnight. Yeah. And I get a phone call. I'm sleeping. Anyhow. Um, but. <laughs> he drove it into a ditch. My friend was driving and he drove it into a ditch. Busted the front radiator. Busted the bumper off. It was bad. Like this thing was barely drivable. And I decided because we didn't have service where we were at the time. I was like, okay, well, we have to get this out of this ditch or we're going to be walking and we don't have anything to be able to do this efficiently and, and live. So 
my friend CJ, not the one that was driving the car, by the way, the one that was in the back seat. All I hear in the back seat, by the way, is we're sliding down this ditch. Is wee! <laughs> <laughs> that was all I ever heard <laughs> out of him. So, Little and I man. was like asleep, but my Mountain Dew is open, and I was kind of like mostly asleep. And next thing I know, poof, we're hitting into a ditch. And crunch. Man, this guy was such a bad driver. Noah was his name. He's so dumb. And you know, I hope he hears this podcast. You're a dumb driver. You're a bad driver. Okay. You left me with nothing. Anyhow. But so I CJ is trying to guide me through all these ruts and these oil pan killers of rocks in this little Kia Forte off-road basically. And I finally get it up out of the ditch through a lot of praying and gunning and hoping in low gear. And we drive this thing at 85 miles an hour to the closest gas station, which was closed at the time. But I had a little bit of service. So first thing I do is I call the police. Okay? And like, was somebody hurt? And I was like, I don't know, I got bruises and stuff all over my chest from the seatbelt, but I think I'm good. So they send out an unknown injured person to the police officer. So he drives 120 miles an hour out there because that's where his truck governed out at <laughs> to get there. And he gets there and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, what? I think so. Why? <laughs> and then he looked at this car, the sad <laughs> pile of a car. And he's like, what the hell happened here? You ever try to explain... <laughs> To a sheriff in the middle of nowhere what happened to your car and that you weren't the one driving, but he doesn't believe you for some reason. Did they do a sobriety test on you guys? Oh, yeah. All three of us. Oh, good. We were good. Well, that, I'm surprised with Noah. I mean, Noah couldn't focus most of the time, but whatever. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so how did he pass the sobriety if he couldn't focus? He was just talking a lot during it. Anyhow. Oh. Um, Normally they ban that. And and then paramedics show up and, and, and a fire truck and a hazmat truck and they were all there before you got there. They ended up leaving before you got there too. Why did the hazmat show up? Because it was a wrecked car. Anyhow. So I call James and he's like I was like, hey, Noah wrecked my car. We're out in the middle of nowhere. Can you come get me? And he's like, hmm, here I go. Oh, that's great. Like, he, he didn't understand it first. I was sleeping. Because he was asleep. And I was like, dad. And he's like, what? Huh? I'm awake. What? And I was like, Noah wrecked my car. We're in the middle of nowhere. And it is in the middle of winter. Freezing. I had a very thin light jacket on. And Noah didn't have a jacket at all. CJ, I think he was wearing Under Armour. Yeah. But that was it. And so we are all huddled around because the police officer, for whatever reason, was being a dork and wouldn't let us in the back of his squad car. And we're sitting huddled around the engine trying to keep warm while James is on his way out to pick us up because he was an hour away, about 45 minutes. I got there hour. in... Probably a half hour. Yeah. Pretty quick. <laughs> I got there quick. Yeah, the officer was even like, 
how fast was you going to get out here? And he was like, speed limit. <laughs> I was like, what would you do? He's like, oh, good point. All right. Yep. He's okay. All right. And so we get in the in in his car, and we're blasting the heater the whole way there because we're just so frozen, cooking him out. And, yeah, so anyhow, that that's why I say a jacket and gloves because... If you're ever in some dumb situation like that, and let's say your, your bug out bag is in your car, which a lot of people leave it in there, you then go, you know what, I have some gear, I'm, I'm going to be okay. You could just have, you could just what do what I do in my car. Just have everything in there all the time? Yeah. Well, there's a sleeping bag You in almost there. can't see through the back window of your car, man. Yes, I can. I mean, I have probably enough food in there to last a week. You got enough hay in there to feed a horse, too. No, I Still. cleaned that out. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. He used to haul hay in his car. I'm sorry. That's what I did. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, we also have a knife and a hatchet on here. We talked about that a little bit. Um, first aid kit. Yep, a first aid kit is what James has down on his. I would have put one down on mine, but I didn't think about it yet. I think, a, well, not just a first aid kit. I think a full-on trauma kit. Yeah, definitely. Because when I think first aid... I think if, if you're bugging in or bugging, if you're hiking, I'm thinking either wound dressing of some sort, either for a knife or a gun, heaven forbid. Maybe but, a tourniquet. Well, a trauma, yeah, a trauma kit. Yep. So, you know, and have some over-the-counter meds because you don't want to be doing sutures on you with no... Here, chew on a stick. I mean, yeah, I'm. I would. I'd hold that. Ah, all right. Woo! I'm weird. James is just over here making noises. Um, I also have on here power bars. Um, for some sort of sort energy source to keep you going. Um. Well, for people who can't have power bars, because there's some people that can't eat them. Um, like, I wouldn't be able to eat those. Well, let's say Laura bars, even. No, well, on even some of those, but all it, most of those are just fruit and nut, and that's not enough for some people. That's not enough for me. Yeah. I mean, and so, I actually have food down, and when I'm talking about food, I'm talking about freeze-dried, uh, let's see, freeze-dried beef stew or something. Something that has a ton of protein in it, you don't want carbs, you want protein when you're in that sort of situation. You could even just go to the store and buy one pack of the like freeze-dried food meal in a bag. Yeah, stuff. but you yeah. want to um, but I would or buy some freeze-dried uh, cooked hamburger and make your own, but make sure that it's um, because within that sort of situation, you want more protein than you do carbs. Carbs will make you tired. Uh, protein actually is what, you know, people go, oh, carbs. No, protein will give you more energy than carbs do. It actually depends on the person. So your body actually, yeah, depending on what you consume more of, your body trains itself to have energy off of that specific thing. So carbs or protein, if you have more protein than carbs, your body is likely to be more efficient on protein than carbs. I've tried carbs, though, without protein. Or... And 
when I went from a protein and vegetable diet, which basically what I'm on now, I have way more energy and more concentration than I do. If I have a carb, let's say I eat something carby, like a whole bunch of bread or something, or if I eat in the mid part of the day, boom, I'm out. And I sleep for like two weeks or two hours. I'm just tired. I can't do anything. Yeah. So Some people just, are the other way around. Yeah. I know. They have to have carbs. Yeah. Um, so it just I also put down, and I think James put this down too, at least two liters of water in there. Because yes, you have your one filter device and water carrying device, but that's not anything to get you to the next water source. Yeah. Um, and maybe fill up those water bottles as well once you get there to obviously pour into your filtering device, but to make sure you get to the next water source as well. Well, I would have them... Well, have them full, and you already know they're good water, so just drink them. And then when you get to a water source, use your water thingy, your water filter, and fill those back up. Yep, exactly. You know, um, um, I put down on here a map of your either city or state. That's a, I would say state, yes. Yep. Um, if you don't know how to read a map or use a map, they're not too complicated, actually. If you look up... On, YouTube is a great source, guys. If you look up on YouTube, there's lots of courses on it and such. Uh, I was taught a lot about it in Boy Scouts um, and a Get compass. It. What you can, the old Boy Scout manuals will still have a course on map reading, and it'll show you how to read a read a map in the old Boy Scout manuals. Yep. You can still find them all over the place, and they're not too expensive, I don't think. And even the new ones are probably still have a a map course in there because that's a merit badge. Yeah. And so... Um, some of them don't actually explain the whole course. You have to go to a leader or whatever. Um, right, but it tells you enough where you can pinpoint your direction on a map and it'll tell you how to read it. Yeah. Uh, I also put down on here a compass. You don't want one of those like keychain compasses because those usually actually don't work very well at all. I would say go to Walmart even or military surplus store is my actual recommendation. But if you... Apparently my dog decides he's going to dig at his plastic kennel. I don't know why. Anyhow. But if you go to a military surplus store they'll have good compasses there. Some people can't afford the nice compasses. They're not too bad plus. there, though. They're like 25 bucks. And Uncle Sam's, yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know if that's a really, really good one, but it's better than... Better than a know, $5 Walmart one. Whatever you could afford is better than nothing. Agreed. Because you can even make a compass with... If you have a magnet, which you're in your car, you have a magnet. One of your speakers has a magnet in it. And you have a needle of some sort in your car, whether it be a pin or a rub that magnet, magnetize that, and put it in a piece of paper or a little piece of cork that floats or a piece of wood, and so sideways, and it'll funk, it'll get you, it may not point 100% north, but you'll get close enough to where you'll go, okay, that's north. You may be going northwest or whatever, but you'll your bearings will be a lot more 
accurate then. Um, I also put down on here an extra pair of socks. Um, if your feet get wet, no, that's just miserable. Like, well, here's the thing: you're gonna be miserable anyways. Yeah. Why make it worse? You know. Um, I have down on here some Tinder. A lot of people have like little mini Tinder kits in a sandwich bag. That is very useful, especially if you're using like a ferro rod. Yeah. Um. So I've got two that you don't. And one, I'll I'll save I'll save the good one I think for last. Okay. But comms. Like a shortwave radio? Shortwave or even a CB radio or something. Yep. Um, and yes, all this stuff is going to make the bag heavy. Um, but... A lot of this stuff, though, is actually pretty light. I mean... Some of it, yeah. All combined, of course, is going to be heavier. You know, but if you're, well, like, you have a blanket roll. You know, you have to, like, if you're actually bugging out... I want some wool blankets with me. Even in the middle of summer, I want some wool blankets. Um, because it's... You don't know... Especially in Utah, our weather can change in five minutes. Oh, yeah. Mother Nature here is moody. You know, There's some awesome. days in the middle of December where I am in nothing but a t-shirt. Like today. Yeah. There was snow on the ground and it was, what, I think 40. Yeah. Maybe 45, but the sun was shining and it was warm. I mean, I was in work all day, but I was like, wow. And then at night, you're freezing your dead gum tukas off. Yep. And then the last one, you guys are going to laugh, but yes, I'm old. A fold, they have, back in the day, they used to make bikes that fold in half. Little bikes. And it, it's like a 20-inch bike, and it folds in half, and it... It's small enough that you can fit into the back of pretty much any car, even a smart car. And what's awesome about that is that if you have to bug out, okay, what happens when you run out of fuel or you have a jam to where you can't go anywhere? And everyone's sitting there going, well, all right. You know, a day later you're out of fuel and you're still stuck in on the freeway. Pull that little bike out, unfold it and go, see ya. And pedal your way wherever you're gonna go. Yeah. I mean yeah. I have one that you don't. What? Duct tape. Yeah. A roll of duct tape. That's true. I think that duct tape would be very useful in a bug out bag. For simple repairs or for I mean heck some people stick a brag over a wound if they have to. And put duct tape around the rag. Well, that's what we have the trauma kit for. Right. But let's say I don't have a trauma kit for whatever reason. They were dumb and forgot it. Or didn't get there yet to buying it. Or whatever. But they have a roll of duct tape and a rag. Don't use a rag that's dirty, please. No. Don't get infections. Anyhow. Because <laughs> then you're screwed yeah. yourself even worse. <laughs> then you're just going to die. No. Um, Never mind. I can't tell you how not to do. I am not a doctor. I can't tell you stuff. All right. What, what's your last one? That was my. Oh, that was your last one. Yeah. Okay. But anyhow, guys. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Guns and Prep with James and Dax. 
if you guys like this, let us know. We're trying to be as open, especially more on Facebook and other platforms. Um, we're trying to unlock other things so that we can have more communication with you guys. Um, you know, but it's and, if you and, don't like it, let us know. It's a two-way street because all we're doing, we're just putting out what we what we think is going to be liked. And we, uh, you know, eventually we'll be able to better serve you guys, give you guys better content, better videos maybe in the future. Uh, we've decided if we get to 75 listeners, we're going to start YouTube videos. Um, we've been thinking about this for quite some time. and been like, oh, it might come soon, it might come soon. Or maybe we'll start this, but we kind of just officially decided 75 listeners, we're starting YouTube. We are at 41 listeners. Thank you all, 41 of you that might or might not still be listening to us. <laughs> it just depends. I know we're a little nutty, but hey. But uh, so is th social thank media. you for all of you listening, especially in Germany and Lit Lithuania, however you say that. Lithuania. Yeah, that one. <laughs> You, you know, could offend people. I mean, eh, I could offend people just by talking, man. I, you probably have, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Be like, I don't like you. Your voice sounds ugly. You've offended me. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, but we still got to be nice to the people in Lithuania. Yeah, and thanks to the guys in Germany, and especially here in our home country, USA. Thank Yay, you the best. Uh, we love you guys, and uh, be safe, guys. God bless. Good night.